0: Hi, my name is Sean Taylor. That's my friend Chris Ford, aka the Objective Geek of YouTube and Twitter fame. And I feel like I'm uncomfortably close to the camera right now. I don't know why it really bugs me.
1: <laughs> I think just no, it just No, I think it's. I think for once you're actually like not too far back. Sometimes you're very far back, and I'm big, but we're, we're this is probably the most we've been you know, close.
0: I, I don't consider myself an arrogant person, so this isn't a cliche. I literally have a big head. And so, I try to overcompensate for that in our videos by making you look bigger uh, than me. Okay. It's a, it's a weird, it's a reverse, it's an undercompensation because you're mm. making it smaller than it is, which is starting to get pretty weird to talk about. Anyway, Chris, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing good. I am spending way too much money on action figures, and my wife doesn't know about But, uh, happens the best of it.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah. not always action figures, but other things.
1: Yeah, other things. Um, I do have. I was able to find this uh nice Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles NECA one. This one is the uh Michelangelo and Raphael. I bought the other two pack on eBay, so hopefully that will get in and not be a ripoff. But that's
0: awesome. That looks very
1: excited about these. These look really these are probably like the best action figures I've seen. Like the translation from screen to physical toy. It's like One to one. No,
0: they look tremendous. Even over camera, it's I mean, my you know, quality is mediocre, but I feel like I can see the detail very well even through the camera. Yeah. I I I keep have that will stumble on like cool avatar prizes and stuff yet. Like I keep going to five below and I check Mercari and stuff every day. Uh I just keep finding like not that used is bad or, or anything like that, but for prizes I feel like used would be strange. (laughs) <laughs> I'm probably overthinking it. Oh yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Anyway. Uh what else have you are you making progress on videos, I believe?
1: Uh, videos. You know that meme of like couple <laughs> different memes going to mind. You know that meme of like a person playing with their kid in the pool and the other kid is in the back drowning? <laughs> Videos of the, right, well, the hopefully yeah.
0: videos of the drowning kid, as opposed to your actual. Children. Pretty
1: much every every yeah okay good, just checking. Uh, the the kid I'm currently playing with is action figure repainting, and all my other hobbies are drowning right now. <laughs> like like playing video games, working out. Well, working out that's pretty much like at the bottom of the ocean, yeah, <laughs> at the bottom of the pool dead. right now. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I'm not really. I haven't been watching any movies, really. It's just, like, right when the kids go to bed, I'm just tinkering away at Imagine figure painting. That's a lot of fun for me for some reason.
0: It's very cathartic, right? Like, it's it's purely expression, and it's, like, calming and peaceful. I can see how. I don't think I would enjoy it because I'm, like, bad at painting. But just a cathartic, the equivalent of, like, how people actually enjoy reading books sometimes. I don't identify well with those people, but I know they're out there. <laughs> I, uh, my hobbies that are drowning would be so. I still, I still exercise. I exercise when I play games. And I encourage everybody to, like, get yourself an exercise bike or a standing elliptical or whatever you gotta do. Because that's the only, like, time that I actually <laughs> exercise is when I'm playing video games. But all the other hobbies that are drowning, because I built a new computer. So if we look different for, like, a few weeks to, like, figure things out, it's because I'm kind of starting from scratch with obs which we use to record and i am uh, still like moving over old components and assets that i need so if we look and sound different if it's better like tell us for heaven's sake it'd be like all right i'll do less work that's great (laughs) if it's better Uh, but i've been building a computer and it turns out i'm not very good at building computers it took a very long time but then i also have a charity basketball event next weekend so not this episode but like right after the next episode comes out and I have a original rules basketball just pick up basketball and for those who don't know chris and i live pretty close to lawrence kansas and even though he is not from here he did coach here dr james naismith uh, he coached at the university of kansas and so we pretend like we invented basketball we did not invent <laughs> basketball but You guys do pretend like we do, you we pretend, pretend, pretend hardcore. Like, like, it's like
1: can you it's like this is the mecca of basketball.
0: <laughs> and Springfield, Massachusetts is just over there, like the original rules what? need to be brought in. The ru- right, <laughs> the, <laughs> held the rules here are here. at Allen Field House. <laughs> James Naismith is like buried here and people will like make that the claim to fame. I was like, what if it was just really inconvenient in nineteen twenty or whatever? To ship somebody to Massachusetts to bury him. You know, maybe it was a great expense for his family. They didn't want to do that. But anyway, we we cling to our Dr. James Naismith and basketball mecca out here. And so, going to do a pickup basketball tournament. And then because uh, food, I mean, food is always an issue, but uh, still a major issue for pandemic and you know job loss related reasons right now. We're going to give the money to the l- local food pantry in Lawrence. So if you want to enter a raffle, uh, hit me up before February 26, 2022, and you can enter the raffle. You don't have to be present to win. Or if you feel like making a trip to the Mecca of basketball, but instead of like one of the good places where it's really cool to play, it's like an old rec center. (laughs) So instead of the Mecca of basketball, it's like if you stopped at a quick trip on your way to the Mecca of basketball. And that's where we're
1: playing. And the the only other like location that people consider the mecca of well one thing, everyone considers this place the mecca of well not everyone everyone except for, KU okay, people, kind of consider this staples. place the mecca of basketball. And, no, New York.
0: Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'm,
1: Dude, not he's so I'm not that so
0: upset if he said Staples. It's like that place you shared with the Clippers for decades. <laughs> okay, no, you're right. Yeah. New York gets like a big time. Yeah. Rep. There's like New York and then oddly Philadelphia, the city of Philadelphia. I know I'm going to screw this up, right. but it's got like five division one colleges in the city of Philadelphia, which
1: is kind of mind boggling to me personally. But um, And I might be the saying that New York is a mega basketball because I've heard Spike Lee say it so many times and emphatically that I'm like, well, it must be true. Uh, and I, I mean, I've heard that from other, place, other people also. I like, think it's just because is, or Madden, <laughs> Madison
0: is the most probably the iconic basketball yeah. venue, probably yeah. ever I mean, at this gu- point. I would say, right?
1: I would say so. Yes, I mean, there's there's the, the garden, yeah, you know, the mm-hmm. Garden, and then there's uh, Staples, which isn't Staples anymore. Which uh, what is, I don't even know what, what it is now. It's crypto. dot com, which annoys me because I don't, Oof. I don't like cryptocurrency. <laughs> And I don't...
0: Com just does listen. It's not that we're big Staples people
1: on this podcast, no, But I'm there's something about the staples, staples that feels I I'm surprised that Staples somehow has mm-hmm. held on to the name. They must have had a long term contract. That company cannot be doing that great right now.
0: Yeah, are they even around, or is Office Depot taking them over, or is it the other way around? I might be flip flopping it.
1: Uh, it might be the other way around. But they're I, I think they're both around. They're probably both clinging on with dear life.
0: I would imagine so. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah I think even comparing it to the garden I just probably Madison Square Garden so I would bite on Madison yeah. Square and Garden then being like the basketball is, um,
1: what is Boston's called How I don't do I forget what Boston the Boston South Texas you do know where
0: there or um, I'm trying to think trying to think trying to think nope I'll have to I google it think- it's not coming to my brain
1: it's also, it's probably like the third most popular. But, uh, but I mean, anyway. the
0: mere fact that you and I can't think of the name, has no. got to be somewhat telling, right? Yeah. So, well, it'll mean, come. It'll think. come to us. But, uh, and yeah, no, I'm going to force it to come. That's Naismith, well, about. that's good. Because uh, I'm <laughs> going to regale you with the story. Naismith Stadium, uh, Allen Fieldhouse, you know, is not like the original stadium either. And so this is, like, common knowledge among, like, KU people. But what used to be the basketball stadium is now, like, a series of three massive lecture halls. And I don't know when Allen Field House and Naismith Stadium there therein came to be. Uh, but for as, like, much as we, again, we kind of like to treat those as the mecca. Like, the rules are hanging there. And, uh, you know, I think all of our modern championships have been won there. All three or whatever there are. It still, like, isn't even the original KU Stadium or anything like that. But we cling to it pretty hard. I love KU basketball. It's great stuff. And if you feel like entering my my raffle, that'd be awesome. Donate a little money. Maybe win a prize. One of those prizes is tickets to a KU game. So just be cognizant of what prizes you may or may not win. If you don't plan on tra- traveling to Kansas to watch us play Texas, that could be... A surprise prize for you. I suppose you could resell them, but that would feel that would feel mean spirited. But anyway, uh, yeah, reach out if you would like to donate prior to February twenty sixth, twenty twenty two. That'd be awesome. Chris, me uh, the
1: Celtics, name? Celtics. is called the Boston Garden. That's why I wasn't thinking of it. New York is called Madison Square Garden. But oh, people, I feel like people yes. call New shame York on us, Garden, though.
0: But... especially me. I, you know, I claim to be a Celtics fan, so shame on me in particular. I should know that.
1: Yeah.
0: I. I went to Washington D.C. once, and i I'm not I was I wasn't familiar with big cities like at all at that point. This was in college, and I had basically never been to a city larger than Kansas City or Wichita, and so went to Washington D.C. and like walking up a road, and somebody pointed over there, and they're like, "Yeah, that's where the Wizards and the Capitals play," and uh, I looked over and I was like, "Where?" Like, right over there. And so I'm looking at just, like, it's just a building. Like, just stuck in between other buildings. It's not like a stadium or anything. And I just remember thinking, like, where's the, where's the building? <laughs> I just remember being so baffled. Because, like, the only context I had was, you know, KU or Arrowhead Stadium. Like, these things that are just wide open mm. in the middle of nowhere most of the time. So I was very confused. And I did not get to go to a then Wizards game, but I did want to pretty bad. I did want to. Anyway, unrelated story. <laughs> Chris, I think amid all the basketball <laughs> talk, at some point we actually have an episode to yes. talk about. Oh, you know what?
1: Before that. Oh, please. Um, so this is Alpha related. <laughs> um, so, Wycomb, CBS, I think they're now changing their name to Paramount. I'm um, probably just a. Like as a whole company? Their... I want to say yes.
0: Oh, crazy. Okay, they're really pushing yeah. some marketing with that. I like that.
1: No, no, right. Okay. Um. So they had their investors meeting, which their investors meeting is like, may announced all these projects. And so I many of us Avatar fans was like, oh, they might actually announce what their nets, what officially at least what the nets, uh, Avatar project is going to be. Right. So we, they announced last year that they're going to do a theatrical movie. It's going to be animated, and mm-hmm. like several different, a couple different shows and stuff like that. They didn't announce anything. They didn't even mention Avatar, which so many of us were <laughs> mad at. Like, because we watched. I say the we as, as if I got together to with people for a
0: certain group of people.
1: I say we as if like me and a couple other people got together and watched it. But I could just tell like people were watching it on Twitter, people that I follow, and Because so, we're all like anticipating possibly just a mention of like, hey, this is our next project. We weren't expecting like, here's some concept art, or even here's. A trailer, anything like that. Just what the net story was going to be about. Nothing, not nothing at all, um, which caused some people to a little bit concerned. I don't think there's anything concerned about Mike and Brian. They, they, they go at their own pace. They even said it's going to be like a couple years until anything is uh, released. So probably 2025. So I get you don't want to you don't want to announce something too early, and then have to have people sit on it for like two years or so. So I, I get it, but still disappointing because I was, I was watching the, the meeting. Like, and they, they got to, like, children's animation. Like, all right, this is going to be <laughs> it. Right here. Nah. Nothing.
0: I, they they could have just popped on screen and been like, Avatar Studios news coming someday. Yes. And you would have been like, okay. At least, thanks for acknowledging. Yeah. Even though I'm still upset, better, thing, better than nothing.
1: Like Avatar, I, I'm not the same as an Avatar fan, partially. But Avatar has potential to rival stories of Star Wars, not universe. And then universe suspended a lot. I mean, like, the thing is, you don't, you also don't have to be slay to like nostalgia necessarily, or making it all tie in. Like you can tell a story about an avatar a thousand year, oh, thousand, yeah, thousand years ago, and have it be completely new but still very familiar with it. You have a story. I would love a story just about Azula. Not even having Aang in it, Cause you you can have all these side stories with very important characters, but that story's way in the future. So, I don't know. I'm just saying they gotta, and I know they're I know they're gonna take care of it. I'm glad that Mike and Brian are involved. I just hope they stay involved and stay. Uh, inspired and stay um, happy. I guess I hope they're happy.
0: I suppose the benefit of having your own studios. Hopefully, that means there's a little less pressure from the studio to rush things.
1: Yes, yeah. I would like to think like that you are the like Mike and Brian, like Amy Pascal runs like a, a certain Sony division. Uh, I forgot who's the head. Kathleen Kennedy. It's like the head of the studios that takes care of Star Wars. Like, sure, she answers to, like, the head of Disney, but she is the end-all be-all when it comes to Star Wars. That's Mike and Brian for Avatar.
0: So I feel like, yeah, that's a benefit is, you know, we'll have to be more patient, but hopefully going at their own pace leads to high-quality products. Yeah. would rather have fewer quality things. And then bad rush things looking at you video games. Uh, anything else good come out of that Paramount investors meeting? Uh, they announced
1: uh, Star Trek 4. Interesting. Not really? a tricky
0: myself, I, but I know there's a lot of people that'll be very excited.
1: Only, I'm not tricky. Apparently, I'm more of a tricky than I am a Star Wars fan. Um, I love the first Star Trek movie that came out in like 2009. That's a really great movie. It's probably one of my top 20 movies of all time oh no kidding uh, yeah, yeah both, i love it's
0: both you and ari told me and heather to watch that movie and i just ignored both of you i was like ah, oh, it's a phase it'll pass <laughs> they won't even remember this movie
1: in a few years <laughs> so you still haven't watched it yet
0: nope
1: okay you should watch ah shaw, you should watch okay what's it, it? i think it's a really what's it on i think it's on I think it's on Netflix.
0: Okay. The last no, time I watched it... Paramount, yeah. Okay.
1: Last time I watched it, it was on Netflix. But, you know, things change all the time.
0: Netflix loses properties all the time now, these days.
1: Let's see here. I'm not looking good. Well, They got Star Trek Next Generation.
0: Top 20 all time. That's pretty high praise.
1: The thing is, I went into the movie, you know, not hearing about Star Trek with a love of Spock. What the heck is that? I was
0: just talking with my younger brother today about... <laughs> I don't know why. We both love the movie Heavyweights. And I was just thinking today, as to, after talking with him or quoting something with him, and I was trying to decide if the childhood, probably too insensitive movie... Dumb comedy Ben Stiller heavyweights might actually be like in my top 10 favorite movies of all time.
1: Was that you that shared something about heavyweights lately or somebody else? Because I recently saw a post about heavyweights.
0: I don't think I've shared anything about it recently.
1: That's just a coincidence, then.
0: It is probably maybe whoever shared it with you. I saw it also. And that spawned my thought process today. Mm, I will say that I probably quote that movie 10 to 15 times a week.
1: I don't remember that movie that well. I it's, just... I just... Yeah. It has I, I didn't even really, know this was in it until I saw it, and I was like, oh yeah, that's what it was in like. it.
0: It has really good comedic pacing, I think is the right term I'm gonna go for. Really good comedic, like, just the whole way through. It's very entertaining. There's not really too many lulls or anything like that. Like, it just, you're just enjoying it the whole way through. And I think that's harder to achieve then people realize when you're still trying to actually tell an, a real story that's not just a pure dumb comedy, which it tries to do. So a lot of respect here for heavyweights, uh, oddly enough. But anyway, I said it's pretty insensitive, I would imagine, by today's standards. <laughs> Probably. Um,
1: Alright, ready to get into the episode, Sean?
0: Yeah, let's jump into it. We are in Book 4, Balance, Chapter... Five, enemy at the gates and I think the nice way to put it is shit's about to hit the fan.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, this is when Kuvira starts to go cuckoo. A little cuckoo, just, she becomes unreasonable. Right? She becomes because pretty heavy-handed. Because, you know, she's all about like, we gotta get order throughout the Earth Kingdom. You're like, alright, the last one left is Zafu. Zafu's like the utopia of the world, they don't need your help they're they're doing good everywhere else i I get you, Kuvira. like I, I get it, but uh Zalfa's pretty pretty well off
0: and even instead of launching an all out like confrontation, couldn't you just apply a lot of political pressure by basically having united all the lands on every surrounding side and just trade no. embargoes and things like couldn't you just like some
1: some peaceful political I mean, pressures? Yeah, you know, that's interesting, so let's see. They Zafu does seem to border the ocean, oh, so they will still right. be able to trade that way. But still, I mean, you will be cutting off, you know, probably at least half of their supply lines. We should look at where it is
0: uh, on a map at some point and, and identify, like, yeah, so. because even if it's on the ocean, if it's on the side I'm thinking about, like, it could still be very far removed from anything else reasonably.
1: So right now, I'm looking at a map.
0: I should have my phone so I could actually...
1: Wait, second. Can you see my screen?
0: Good enough, yeah.
1: Right? Yeah, okay. Because I'm watching episode while I do this. Now, let me go this way. So, here, I feel like the weather... Man. <laughs> here, we're going to get <laughs> a lot of... <laughs> so, I was thinking about Brooklyn Nine-Nine.
0: We just watched the episode where... Jake gets to use the laser pointer. He's he's talking to Kevin. He's like, can I use the laser pointer? He's like, you know, that's a bit of a misnomer because it is, in fact, a laser, but the pointer is you. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why, but I laughed for like two minutes at that.
1: (laughs) Okay, so here we have the Earth Kingdom uh, somewhere around there. Uh, Over here, where the map doesn't go to, um, Batar Jr.'s face is about the Fire Nation. Here is Zalfu, As you can see, this is the only remaining... Area that there is uh, darkly shaded green, so it's a good little bay area, as you can see. Okay. You can open up trade routes this way, through that way. Um, so yeah, probably fifty percent of the area. I honestly, mean, there's probably not that much trading going on right here. I mean, because there's not that much. But as more a, than you're as getting colder
0: to get to the rest of the Earth Kingdom, which
1: yeah, right here, is probably. Where they're doing most of the trainings, I think. Uh, let's see. Just down farther into the i mainland, say... Ba Sing Se. i want to say Omashu is around here. Ba Sing Se is, like, over in this area. Over here, I believe. But they would still but, be uh, pretty
0: cut off unless they... Unless Zao Fu specifically had, like, a real good relationship with the Fire Nation or something.
1: Yeah. But also, you have to think, they probably... I've never... I don't think it as having a really strong navy.
0: Uh, probably not. Why would they need to? They're pretty self-sustained internally. And I doubt we're to a place yeah. where... I feel like we're probably... I don't know. I'm sure that trade possibilities would be possible with the Fire Nation. I don't know what the Fire Nation's resources look like that many years after the war. But,
1: you oh, know, yeah, that they the impact probably, economies for a long time. Nation. So... So, it would... It's, it's no doubt would hurt them. She could apply some long term political pressure, to, like what Russia's doing in Ukraine right now. I don't know. Actually, a little isn't bit. This it is about similar. A, it's about nothing about it. I I just think I that hope this doesn't end up with a big war with mech machines that are like nuclear bombs. Yeah, I hope it's not like
0: Terminator meets Avatar coming up here pretty soon. Mm. No, the, yeah. wait. Wait. Were you talking about the show or the Ukraine and in Russia?
1: I'm i talking about real life.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, I don't deal with real life. It's too scary. But <laughs> long, story yeah, this short, like, long story short, Kuvira essentially like comes comes driving up with her army like Kuvira is like a crossover away.
1: between Putin and Hitler. Like whatever <laughs> that area is there. That's pretty, that's pretty, uh,
0: what's the like opposite she, of high yeah. praise. It's the opposite of that. <laughs> yeah. But she, she, about, comes, like when she comes out swinging like really big, like swinging big and hard. Like there's no intent of peace. No. And, and it's not, there would have had to been peace, but like there were nonviolent routes that could have been taken. It feels like, and I gotta be honest, this is actually where I'm not going to say "problem" is too strong of a word. For, for the whole season, but it's where I start to have maybe a little bit of issue with, with Kuvira's uh, character anti development or undevelopment or whatever you want to call it. Uh, because it's, it's not that it feels totally out of character, but it does take a really, really big escalation. It escalates very quickly in the next two episodes. So
1: part of it, and they explain it a little bit later in the season, but I don't go too much into depth with are Probably going to use that. Is that she is somewhat of a nationalist because she grew up, um, she had nothing. And so she feels like she needs to protect everything. And so that's all her people and stuff. So that's a, a little bit part of her character. And she wants her whole country to be united as one. i not saying that it all makes sense because uh, most of the time villain plans don't. No, <laughs> in reasonings don't make hundred percent sense, uh, but that's a little bit of that background.
0: I'm gonna stick with the with the phrase "heavy handed." Like it's not totally out of character. It just a really big shift really quickly that doesn't feel super, maybe natural, but minor minor yeah. nitpicks.
1: Yeah. Uh, so Suyin is on her. I'm sorry. Uh, Kuvira is on her way to Zafu. She brought the whole gang, the whole army. Um, and, I, oh, I do want to say that, I mean, Mike and Brian are intentionally making these similarities to Nazi to Germany. I mean, they're they're uh, making, if you can notice, they're making all the men have the same haircut. There's a certain uh, conformity that Flavira is implementing on them. And then if you see how they march and stuff, a lot of it is to have that same kind of imagery. Um, one second. Okay, then back to the story. Uh, Kuvira, you know, she she pulls up to Fu and she tries to use like Bolin as a way to to get in. And, uh, and Bolin, one thing, because Suyin sees through it, right? They meet, and she's like, I can't believe you're trying to use Bolin to to do this. Um, one thing that I would have probably liked is if Bolin. At one point he seemed like he's making good points. I would just I would have a little more emphasis on that. The one thing that make Bolin look look uh, better. He does mention like he says like I mean have you guys seen I, okay, this one this was my problem. Not problem, but nitpick, I guess. I wanted them to make more of a reason for them more of a um I wanted I wanted their pitch. To to Su Yin to be more reasonable. Like, hey, you should join us. You should agree to this. Not because I'm going to if you don't, I'm just gonna force you to, but because this, 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 and this. That would have been interesting to see.
0: More of like, hey, um, jump on the train. Like, look, everybody else is doing it. We're we're getting along great. And like even if it's false and even if you still got the army outside, but still like pretending to go in with the best intentions kind of
1: Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, uh, I mean, she could probably say, like, you know, once we're all together, like, we're going to be one united front. Like, nothing will be able to tear us down before. I mean, before, you know, a random group of bandits took down the whole Earth Kingdom, like, we all had to stick together, had to be stronger than ever before. Like, without you, you know, you guys have so many, we we all had to be a united front, essentially.
0: Even to the extent um, of like, yeah. hey, we're not going to exact change a bunch of change over Zafu. You're still going to be Zafu. You're just Zafu yeah. under the Great Uniter. That's all. Yeah.
1: And this episode, I mean, she does mention to her like, you guys have all of these like, um,
0: technologies.
1: You guys have technology and also uh, resources and things like that. Minerals, just natural resources that you guys need to share with everything. Like we're ta- we're trying to have equality here. Um, but really, I mean, that's. So she should you know, also pull that card. Um, we do get to see what led up to this, which I think was good to see. Um, we finally get to see what, what happened. Uh, you know, President Rocco and Tenzin goes to Su saying, like, hey, you should this is a flashback five year, three years ago. The end, you're the idea person to lead the whole nation. And so UN didn't want to do it, so then Kuvira did it. Now I don't blame Kuvira. like yeah thank Kuvira like she went ahead and did it sure she did it behind her back because Suyin wasn't gonna let her do it and so that's that's the only option she had like think about it. she went with just Kuvira and probably 50 other people if I had to guess although they were in like six huge ships and they went and stabilized the whole Earth Kingdom like, that's a that's the biggest body of land like nothing comes close to it, and she pretty much alone did it. Like, in a way, she kind of deserves <laughs> food. Like, it just as a consolation prize. So,
0: <laughs> she deserves the opportunity to apply political pressure. Yeah, to like
1: why? Why would she give it up to Prince Wu? Like, why? Like,
0: especially the Wu but, that we know to this point.
1: Yeah, who is? I mean, I would say worthless. to anybody. Like. She's, she's a great leader to a certain extent. Uh, I mean, uh, wait, she still has those issues with those internment camps. <laughs>
0: she's, she is an <laughs> engaging leader. Let's go with that.
1: Yeah, she just needs to work on a few things. <clears throat> um, so anyway, and then you see how Batar Jr. then went with her. And Sujan does say that um, Vera was like a daughter to her um, so it just plants even more a little background in there so i to clear my throat
0: it and you feel that like it's a, you do believe it but I do it, it's very stark to have her say this and we got those snippets of Kubira in the previous season uh, but we're just now trying, starting to get those snippets of what that relationship was like but at this point, it does kind of feel like you're just taking CN's word for it a, a little bit. We haven't gotten farther into it just yet. And so I don't know why, but that for me makes this feel, I don't know if, uh, like, like more, well, I don't know if it makes it feel more or less abrupt. But, so, like I said, at this point, it just feels like you're kind of taking CN's word for it. We haven't seen the relationship developments and all the flashbacks yet that we need to see there. Between Kuvira and Suyin that informs their relationship. You're still muted, Chris.
1: Thank you. Welcome. Um. Oh, also, Varic is testing out. <laughs> oh, this I've got good of a Varic episode. This is. It is great. Um, <laughs> Varic is testing out the spirit vines just to build a more. Uh, better power source efficient power source he ends up building a weapon and uh him and Julie does have some one well, thing I love the way he names he's, he's like it weighs approximately
0: two Julies
1: yeah <laughs> they're like he's measuring like power in, in way of like Variks Yeah, and he's like oh it's one Varric, two Varric, five Variks and then there's too many Variks uh, re- really great <laughs> This a really great, Varric.
0: I love it later here. when he falls on top of Julie after they say after uh, she saves her, following the little explosion, yeah. and she's like, "You saved me." He's like, "Of course, I can't clean this up myself. Oh, yeah. Grab a broom." <laughs> <laughs> I love him but, so uh, much. I hate. No, yeah, I hate really... that he's suddenly like a scientist, evil genius. Not evil, but I mean, he's
1: always. Oh, he's he's way more sciencey. But he's never
0: been the developer. He's always been the business guy.
1: No, I mean he's always been. Has yeah, he? He's always been pretty smart, but I the mean, sure season he two, season two was more focused on his business acumen. Uh, he wasn't really in season three that much, but he was still doing experiments and stuff because he was doing experiments with like magnetism, and what that's what did, led to they, these trains, those really fast soft. trains.
0: They kind of soft led up to current Varric enough that I'm yeah. upset. And I this love Varick, season,
1: so I'm not gonna. I think mean, this season did Varric really, really well by making him the Tony Stark esque <laughs> person who's like, I'm I'm a i am a I'm a scientist. Like, sure, I'm wacky and stuff, but that's that's makes me a good scientist. Like, who else is gonna look at spirit vines and think, oh, I can make energy source out of that?
0: Uh, even the ego and everything, like that's a pretty solid. Solid comparison.
1: Yeah, um, I really like Varick this season. This, I think, this is the best season of of Verick. and not oh. even just because he is like getting that conscious. <laughs> and then they go, he, so you know, they 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 crash and they they blow a hole in a train. Cuvier comes in, and she's like, "What? What happened here?" And he's like, "I'm you're blowing up or whatever." And then he's like, "I gotta shut this baby down." Like we can't do this. Just, what if it falls in the wrong hands? And then Gaviria's like, "No, you'll keep building this." He's like, "But it's dangerous." Literally, I've been hearing voices in my head telling me like, <laughs> "What is <the laughs> things that are I, don't know I found so funny. telling me things that are wrong aren't good." <laughs> and, then, and then gavira like then chokes him out. And he's like, "Well, now you're listening to my voice in your head." It's like i don't listen to this voice these voices in the heads are bad no she's like the voice in my head is telling me to kill you pretty much like what are these voices we don't need to listen to them the it like, made me think
0: of uh, when he's trying to describe his conscience it made me think of in futurama when fry uh fry has an idea but he can't think of the word with it he's like oh i've got one of those uh, like like a headache with pictures <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh no good it, that's really good very except so. it is true. oh i see you telling me what's between right and wrong i'm leaving that voice to your conscious sir <laughs> that was julius <who> yes <laughs> i love their, their their give and take oh uh, oh we didn't mention this Maybe we mentioned this on the last podcast did we mention it that zach gaff not like <laughs> yes. although uh,
0: that would not be the worst fit. We did mention Jason Mancus. Mancus. I don't know how to say that properly.
1: Yeah, was Jason, on okay. the
0: Avatar podcast, and also purely coincidentally, Chris's pick. We
1: did. We did. We did. Yep.
0: Yeah. Uh, for to play Varric in in the live action in a live action, he movie. would
1: be so good. But
0: it would be, it would then, be a there's... good fit. Although it's funny to picture yeah. Zach Galifianakis now.
1: Oh gosh. <laughs> I've been watching a couple hits his Between Two Ferns, and this stuff is like, I mean, like it's, it's, you know, it's purposely, you know, each the actor in him are playing <laughs> off each other. Like it's, it's, it's not scripted, but, you know, they're playing into it. Anyway. Intentionally obtuse, maybe, I think is yeah.
0: what I'm going, what I get out of that.
1: Um. Oh, weird thing that I was thinking about, not weird thing, but interesting thing is that, Every single person in Kavira's camp is wearing, like, metal on them. So she is pretty much pointing a gun at everybody all the time. Like, sure, you want to dissent? You want to speak against me? Boom. Like... Force. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> uh, so part of... The other side of that plot is is uh cora is on her way to south and uh mila wants her to fight <laughs> yeah yeah try he just wants to no holds for fight And there cora, and cora's being like you know the the wiser avatar like listen we can probably talk to her like we saved my dad like sure she can be reasoned with and uh Korra tries and fails um and then you know, eventually so you pretty much decides like, alright, I gotta take out uh we gotta take out Kavira. Like, does that happen this episode? No, it doesn't happen this episode, sorry. Oh, on um, this episode okay, so then they talk and then nothing goes there. Uh Korra talks to Kavira and pretty much hey, they, they kind of agree on a ceasefire. And that kind of ends that side of the plot there. Um, the other part of the plot is Asami is being with the dab, which I thought was some really good Asami stuff. Like, I kind of forgot how good this, these moments were. Down Day Kim, you know, Fire Lord Ozai, soon to be, does a really great job of, of voicing uh, Hiroshi Sato. really brings a lot of... You can feel the regret in his voice acting. And, um yeah, just some great voice acting all around there. Really great Asami character development. This is probably the best character stuff I've seen from Asami in the whole show. It is
0: a, it is a pretty, pretty touching moment, and I think the next turn in particular, it might be in the next episode, so I'm not going to say it in case I'm wrong, but it's pretty touching. Got my heart, got my heart wet. Wet, what is wet? Heart wet. Wet heart. Wet eyes. What does a heart do? Got my heart going. Pumping. There we go. Pumping.
1: There we go. Uh, my right. rock hard brain. That's, Sorry. We this is on. a different podcast. It would, it would be so many euphemisms. So <laughs> many euphemisms.
0: Uh, we've moved on from John Mulaney to now we're just going to quote Brooklyn 9 because that's, that's the mood I'm in. Me and my rock
1: hard brain. No, but it's, it's this episode though. That they play by show uh, together. So it was really good to see character growth from a villain, and just what he looks like. Prison and regret has cha- physically changed him. You know, it's like when you know presidents start off their presidency and they come out. Like Barack Obama went in with black hair, came out just gray hair all around, salt yeah. and pepper. Yeah. He went like, cool they say and... black don't crack, but yeah, <laughs> at uh, a presidency, and then they did. A, you ever see that meme of like, <clears throat> of like what Trump's first? It was like before Trump was, uh, maybe like right when he got elected. It's like how it was pretty much how like here's Bush, day one, day whatever a thousand. Obama, day one, day a thousand. Obama with Odor older and Bush with the Trump. And it was like Trump, just looking normal. And then, like, that goblin from the Goonies. And then...
0: <laughs> I can't think of his name.
1: Just, yeah. I keep wanting to say fair. Hodor,
0: but it's not Hodor, but that's also funny. What the heck is that guy's name? And then they
1: showed, like, if Bernie Sanders won, even though he was never even uh, a candidate. It <laughs> showed Bernie Sanders, and then the person from Tales from the Crypt.
0: Ah, uh, the Crypt Keeper, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean the yeah. hair is spot on. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, absolutely.
1: Although honestly, Bernie Sanders hasn't looked like he's aged in the last thirty years. But he just looked really old thirty years He he
0: <laughs> he hit grandpa age at like forty, but then the bright side is that he's stuck there for a long time.
1: Yeah. Um let's see. I'm not sure. Not much else happens in the episode. Oh, actually, I'm sorry. Really good part happened. So, Boland, Oh, uh, Boland's like, hey, what has happened to all the people that we send? What happens to all these cities that we leave and stuff? Okuvira's and like, well, you know, you don't have to worry about that. That's not for you to worry about. And then Boland starts to become more uh, skeptical of Okuvira, And then she's pretty much like, you know, do you need to take these trips? But then Bolin is pretty much like, I gotta get out of here. <laughs> and then Varric, he, he meets Varric and they're both like, Guvera's crazy. And then they run away. <laughs> and then...
0: That whole sequence so of the them fight. running away too. And I keep getting mixed up what happens in this episode of versus next, but when they pick the fight yeah. in the mech suits.
1: Yeah, so the mech suit fight happened in this one and Varric yeah. is just like, not good at fighting in the mech suits. <laughs> At one point, he's like, who built these things? And then what idiot like, built, you built these did, things, sir. yeah. Yeah, what did <laughs> he Um But G-G actually, it's a pretty like, decent yeah, fight. You, the mech suits the mech suits in action are always a little jarring because they're, they're very 3D modeled, because that's the only way they do it. And it doesn't stand out bad. Um, but you can tell there's a little bit of something different happening there. But still, it's a pretty decent fight. They do some pretty good maneuvers and stuff. I mean, it's like um, our first.
0: Uh, no, it's not our. Oh my goodness, it's not even the first mech fight. But it's the first mech fight with these type of mechs, and uh, it's kind of yeah. The, out old, plays the out. mechs
1: from the mechs from season one were like not as mobile. You know, they had tires and stuff. These are like much better mechs. I, I never understood mech suits like this though. Like, oh wait, never mind. These suits are fine. They're not stupidly designed. You yeah, know, sometimes a mech suit. So say, um, are you
0: okay. are you going to talk about like if your arms were actually in the mech's arms versus just controlling levers in front of you on a panel? Yes, because I also hate that. <laughs> just just use like levers, a... or like at least use some kind of like augmented reality. Like you're just in a bubble with your
1: augmented reality helmet and swinging your arms like, and stuff that way. So I love this action figure. This is like one of the first action figures I ever got. It's probably could sell for like $200 on eBay right now. Probably, um, It's really good. It's really cool. So anyway, so this is a, a Batman mech suit. This is his head, right? <laughs> He's only probably about this tall. Like his yeah. feet probably coming to here. Yeah, maybe. So that doesn't make any sense. It's like, Think his about feet, where uh, his
0: waist is and how here. his legs would have to bend yeah. below his waist. His
1: waist. It'd have to be right well, yeah. here. So like he can't even move so his this... legs. Yeah. So oftentimes mech suits and, and comics and TV shows have this issue and it bothers me all the time.
0: I'm gonna stick with the idea of I think that I would want to be in a in a in a bubble, in a little VR bubble with some kind of suit on, so that the mech uh, mechs movements mirrored my VR movements. That way, I could feel totally natural but still feel like I was totally in control as opposed to trying to use a joystick to control an arm or something like that. Because, like, a joystick can only move on, like, a 2D plane, but arms move in 3D planes. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to go with the right. VR approach as my preferred method.
1: Anyway. I'm sure it's been uh, done somewhere. They, I don't think they have that problem with these and I think it's, it's one that you sit down mm. and and you like pull levers and stuff.
0: Oh, never mind. I was going to ask if there were benders in there. That's a dumb question. It'd be easier to work a mech suit if you were just a bender. If you're a metal bender. (laughs) That'd be very easy.
1: Yeah, these are definitely ones that you kind of sit in, which makes more sense. Which I I would think that Mike and Brian would think everything through and be like, we can't. We're we're not going to build something like not going to make least sense. dumb yeah. mech suits <laughs> yeah. yeah real ones that very good design yeah. oh and there's one sequence in there where Bolin he lava but he like he runs he jumps he runs jumps off a cliff and then like hits the ground and all this lava comes out I just really love that sequence I think it's just animated really well um, anyway, they end up losing because of Varric. The thing is, Bolin ends up, like, him and Julie ends up taking out two of them. And eventually, Batard Jr. just has Varric's head. Like, he just crush it.
0: Fantastic.
1: And then uh, then they get caught. And then uh, Julie pretty much betrays them and says, like, she she pledges her loyalty to, to the Great Uniter that she should have ever put her trust in and, and Varric. And so uh, Kuvir believes her.
0: It broke that my is... heart. I knew it was coming. It still broke my heart.
1: Mm. That's um, the episode.
0: Um, excellent. I have our ratings not in our normal place. Uh, Chris, I'll pull them up on the sheet where we can see them. Because change.
1: Alright? Yeah. So,
0: Alright. This is, you got yours right here, if that's helpful.
1: All right, so visual Gave it an eight. Um, pretty much, I think, what carries this is the mech suit fight and a couple other things. Uh, story, eight and a half. I really love seeing the Asami stuff. That's really what pushes this to eight and a half. Everything else is kind of setting up. Um, re- these are really like two-part episodes here. This one and the next one. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um, they run together a lot. Memorable. Seven and a half. This is one episode where I'm just like, oh, yeah, this is kind of like the in- the middle episode because it's like, it's the middle of the story. And there's not too much memorable stuff besides kind of some varic stuff. So seven and a half there. Way to average is an 8.2.
0: I did a, so I feel stupid now that I'm saying this out loud. I did audio visual to seven and a half. And I feel like, I don't know why I didn't, I feel like I didn't factor in the mech fight for some reason. Like in my mind, it was like a mech skirmish or something. I don't know what I was thinking, uh, but I feel like that deserves higher, but it's too late. It's in there. I did a 7, 7.5. The story in this, it's not that the story itself, uh, you know, goes anywhere yet, but it's like such big developments such heartbreak with Julie and, and Varric and Bolin. Like, it's really emotional. A lot of big stuff happens. So I actually went to a 9 on the story. And then the memorable, it is pretty memorable but not as much. So again, I think I run into a situation where I can't separate it necessarily from the next episode. And the next episode yeah. is where the stuff actually happens. Um, and not, I probably let that weigh too much against this episode. But regardless, 7.5 came out to a 8.1 average, uh, which overall gets us to a I already forget. Uh, Oh, it's because I didn't wait it out. It would be slightly closer to an 8.1 than an 8.2. And, uh, yeah, so 8.1, solid episode. Uh, It's like we're not to the climax yet, but we are getting there, right? Like, this is like where it goes from a a pretty gradual slope of escalation or things escalating. Now we're like shooting (laughs) straight up this would be
1: like right in the second act of a movie where it feels like kind of all is lost but you haven't you don't know what you're doing like this is like when bane broke batman's back in the dark knight rises
0: ah oh, see i would argue the back break would be the next episode
1: yeah yes,
0: yes. but but we're like getting to that right like he's he's making a yes. deal to yep. to get down to the sewers and you know that something big is about to happen.
1: Yeah, I need to binge all the Batman movies before the Batman comes out. <clears throat> that's never a bad Which plan. Which is in like two weeks. Oh, man. I actually,
0: this is totally unrelated, John but I played been... Batman Returns on the Super Nintendo uh, yesterday for like an hour. That's the one that's like a beat up and it's the Michael Keaton, yeah. and it like tries to resemble the movie and stuff. But all the bad guys are just clowns. Like, you're just walking through the streets beating up clowns. And somehow that feels mean-spirited. Uh, but my favorite thing in that game is that you can, if you hold on to the punch button, so after you punch and then you hold on, he'll reach back out and he'll grab him, And then if you hit up, he'll fling him against the wall of a building. And it's just like Super Nintendo beat him up stuff. But I don't know why I love it. I love, that's like my favorite genre and my favorite system for that genre. Very fun. Mm. It's
1: a great game. I remember, if I remember like playing this game. It was kind of like that on the Super Nintendo. I didn't own it. Which oh, I which think one? I was at friend's house. It was like some Power Rangers game. Uh huh.
0: The the one on the Genesis, I think, if I'm not mistaken, is a little more. Maybe it's on be- Sega. Beat 'em up, I think. And then like the most popular one maybe on the entire Super Nintendo's is the Turtles. Uh, I said Super Nintendo's like I'm somebody's mom. Uh, Super Nintendo is the Turtles in Time. Game was probably the most well-known beat 'em up of that whole era and it is great i think i'd maybe rather play the batman game but more of in a nostalgia way i wouldn't say it's better anyway off off topic love that game chris a uh, good episode i'm excited to talk about the next episode because it's where the the, the stuff actually happens so to speak uh spoiler alert about back and stuff and we will get to it next week in the meantime, I'm gonna go play more Batman Returns or Pokemon Arceus, which I also which I also bought. Chris, that's all I got. Anything else? That's you? all I got. Alright, man. I got nothing. Excellent. In that case, I will see you next time. Thanks everybody. Later. <laughs>